Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Penner. This, of course, being the um, 665th, 969th best podcast in the goddamn universe. And I challenge you, I'm issuing you a challenge to find a podcast, A, better than this, not going to happen, B, more popular than this, not going to happen, and C, smarter than this, not happen, gonna. Okay? It's just not going to happen. We are, the popularity charts are just, I mean, I can't tell you... It's exciting. It's a little scary how well this podcast is doing and how, um, you know, fast its rise is. Last week's episode, episode 28, entitled Take It Away Chatbot, uh, garnered uh, five views on YouTube. Five. Okay. Now that is, you might say, well, that's not a lot, but you don't understand. Uh, Five people is more than enough to hijack a plane. So that's all I need. The entire purpose of this podcast was to build an audience so that I could start some sort of paramilitary organization. And ladies and gentlemen, we are well on the way towards that goal. We can't miss. We can't lose. This is, of course, the 29th episode today. And I must tell you that uh, I have on this podcast done a bit of preparatory work. Preparatory. Shut up. I've done a bit of uh, preparatory work. Um, A little bit. There's just a couple of things I have to talk about. There's a couple of things we need to discuss. Um, Well, actually, no. No, there's nothing. There's nothing. Today's going to be another free episode. It's going to be another free styling, free wailing, wailing. Um, It's going to be a piece of shit is what I'm saying. And this is fine because as I've said from the beginning, episodes 1 to 50 are just practice anyways. We're just building an archive. We're building a library. You know what I mean? When you build a house, it doesn't look like a house right away. The first step is to just dig in the dirt and you uncover a lot of bones and a lot of corpses and uh, a lot of dead animals and uh, some living people who have been encased in a coffin and have just been uh, screaming out for anyone to find them. And then when you finally digging the basement up, uh, you find them and they go, oh, thank you for finding me. And then that front end loader just decapitates him with his backhoe that's called irony and so those are the necessary steps to building a house to building anything it's messy it's ugly you understand the ground looked so nice when it was just a smooth plain of dirt or shitty fucking prairie grass which for some reason everyone loves now everyone loves prairie grass we, we have it on our, um, you know, Human Rights Museum. The side of it is like, oh, it's natural prairie grass. People are growing in their gardens. It's natural natural prairie grass. Natural prairie grass is ugly as shit. It's just weeds. It's literally like wheat, but it doesn't have wheat good properties of wheat. 
It's a terrible plant life. I don't know what the hard-on is for prairie grass. But anyways, when you have a, a field of dirt, um, you know, there's just prairie grass. Oh, it kind of looks nice. And then a bunch of tractors come in there, and they, you know, dig up the dirt. And for a while, the whole landscape just looks like shit. It looks like ass. It looks like an abomination, like an abortion. It doesn't look good. But then slowly you dig a hole, right? You get to the clay. You pour a foundation. You start framing it. You do all this shit. Then you landscape it nice. We're going to do our landscaping here at Prairie Dumpster. Probably episode 120. That's when we start landscaping it. Episode 122, years from now. This podcast is going to be a well-oiled machine that has prepared... All right, because we can't just expect to, you know, a thousand views here, 10 million views now. I wouldn't want that. Do you know how many racial slurs I've said on these episodes? Do you know how many very real, very credible threats of violence I have made towards real people? I don't want anyone listening right now. Okay. But this whole first 50 episodes is about the um, the preparatory, preparatory. work. Shut up. Uh, the preparatory, preparatory. Dude, I'm not fucking around. The preparatory work. Preparatory. Um, to in order to build up something long-lasting and successful. And you guys who are listening, all fucking five of you, get to come with me on that journey. You guys can, you guys can say I was an OG. And to my six patrons, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you will, like I've said, I've told Risha, she will have a um, statue uh, built in her honor. Shut up. Oh, God. Fuck. Sorry, guys. I should have put that on Do Not Disturb. And I'm not going to answer that phone call because I know who it is. It's it's Student Loans Canada. All right. I borrowed money from them for five, six years. And now it's time for me to pay. And for some reason, they won't leave me alone about it. Even though I've told them specifically many times, I don't want to. I don't want to pay your money back. And they're like, well, you have to. And I'm like, says who? So that's going to be an ongoing legal battle. And that's another thing that you can look forward to on the Patreon is my battle with Student Loans Canada over money that I definitely owe them. Now, not disgusting. Fucking this lady sold me peach blue raz ice dripping. At the vape shop. And, um, you know, she was cute and I was a sucker. She's like, I really like the Raz. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever you say. Yeah, I like Raz too. Perhaps we could discuss Raz over dinner sometime. And then I took it in my car and I fucking, it was okay. It's nothing great. I'm not paying for dinner. I'll tell you that. Um, let's go to Chatbot for a second. He's Chatbot's not going to be running this uh, 
Uh, fuck Chapot, actually. Well, yeah, let's go to Chapot. Um, he's not going to be calling the shots today. We did that too many times. I said last week, I was like, hey, we're going to do a fun Chapot episode. And then I listened back to a couple episodes. Like four episodes ago, I was like, oh, let's see what Chapot says. And then like three episodes before that, I was like, hey, Chapot. And then like five episodes before that, I was like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to see what Chapot says. So we gotta wean ourselves off of chatbot, and I think that that's a euphemism. What does euphemism mean? I've been using that word a lot lately. I have no fucking clue what it means. Euphemism, a mild or indirect word or expression substituted for one considered to be too harsh or blunt, referring to something unpleasant or embarrassing. Downsizing as a euphemism for cuts. Wow, yeah, I've been using that word completely incorrectly wrong. I've been wrong. Euphemism. Yeah. Okay, chat GPT. What was the question I was going to ask? Oh, yeah. Today is the 29th episode, so I want to know in numerology, which I'm a big fan of. I, I, I believe I was raised a Christian. Which naturally prepares within people the mystic side of themselves. They start believing in fucking all sorts of shit because they believe in Christianity. That's just a symptom of Christianity. Once you throw science out the window in, term, in, in favor of Christianity, which is natural. I'm not saying that that's wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying necessarily that it's bad. But once you start doing that, it opens the doors in to all sorts of shit. Numerology, astrology, uh, pyramid schemes, uh, climate change, a bunch of wacky theories that really have no scientific merit. Um, but at the same time, they're fun. They're fun. Can we just have fun? Christianity's fun. Um, demons and angels. It's a big story. It's a great story. Everyone loves Lord of the Rings, but no one loves our Lord and Savior. Why? Because you're all fucking retarded. That's why, stupid scientists. Anyways, uh, in numerology, like I said, today is the uh, 29th episode. I want to know, um, what does the number 29 symbolize? This is going to uh, carry us. Numerology, the number 29, is often considered a compound number, meaning it is composed of the energies and attributes of both the digits 2 and 9. To understand symbolism of number 2, 9, 29, let's break it down. So the number 2 is associated with traits like balance, diplomacy, cooperation, relationships, harmony, intuition, fucking. Hey, chatbot! It didn't say that. It signifies the idea of partnerships. <laughs> yeah, working together. Yeah. And jizzing. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just a 14-year-old horn dog at heart. Anyways, finding common ground. Number two also represents sensitivity and empathy. The number nine is associated with spiritual awareness, humanitarianism, compassion, and completion. <laughs> completion? Fuck. It's often considered a very spiritual number and is linked to concepts like selflessness, helping others, and making positive contributions to the world. And that's what this podcast does. It helps other people, so that 
believable. When these energies combine, the symbolism can be a bit complex. The number 29 is often seen as a number of idealism, intuition, and spiritual insight combined with a drive to help others and make a positive impact. Wow. I am going to be doing none of those things with this podcast. This podcast, literally what I wanted to do was be very selfish with it. It would provide no spiritual insight. In fact, it would dim people's spiritual um, insights. It would dim them, blur them, get rid of them altogether. Um, Anyways, people associated with the number 29 might possess a strong desire to improve the world. That's what my terrorist organization is for. And have the ability to see beyond the surface to the deeper truths and meanings in various situations. Exactly. Trudeau. Now, so I don't know if we're going to do that. I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, You know what? One thing about Chatbot, it's pretty fucking long-winded. Like, just give me, in numerology, what does the number 29 symbolize? It should be like, I don't know. Anyways. That's cool that you can go back and see uh, all your your chats with Chatbot. Like... Like I, on, when was this? I don't know, a couple of months ago, I asked, uh, who invented the cheeseburger? Which is actually a fucking great question. Um, Some people say Lionel Sternberger did, um, who added a slice of cheese to a hamburger in Pasadena, California in the 1920s. Another popular claim is that the cheeseburger was invented by a chef named Carl McGee in the 1920s in his Albuquerque, New Mexico restaurant. Legend has it that McGee invented the cheeseburger as a way to create a portable meal that drivers could eat while on the go. German immigrants apparently invented the hamburger. Anyways, who? I don't know what we're doing. Um... What did I want to do? We're 14 minutes into the podcast. I've got an insane weekend coming up. It's going to be a busy one. And I was telling a guy at work today, I am so fucking sick and tired of these goddamn busy weekends. And don't get me wrong. It's all very fun. Like last weekend was one of the greatest weekends of my life. I had a fantastic time. It was top to bottom so fun, and I just got to tell you, and and the weekend I'm about to have is also going to be one of the greatest weekends of my life, and I'm over it. I'm not saying I want to start having the worst weekends of my life, but I want to go back to those nothing weekends. Where nothing happened, I did nothing, I was very boring, I was a boring old man. I was a lame I was a square. I am tired of having fun. I am tired of getting loaded hopping into my car, risking my life, and instead of uh, actually taking my own life, I opt out and uh, take other people's lives. I'm tired of it. It gets old. You know how much money I spent at the fucking 
you know, car wash hosing blood and hair out, the, out of the grill of my Honda Civic. It, it's just, I can't, I don't have that many tunies. I'm over it. Because this weekend coming up is just going to be fucking insane. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm like scared about it. Because at my age, I'm 36 years old. All right? Fun isn't that fun anymore. Fun's fun. When you're in your 20s because like, YOLO, you only live, come on, tonight could be the last night of our lives. And then when you're 36, you start to realize that very rarely is it the last night of your life. In fact, it never has been yet. And usually, uh, you know, the next morning after living, you know, in the moment and, and, and enjoying the night as if it was your last, the next morning you wish it was your last. You wish it had been your last. It's too painful. You understand? And it scares me. Every time I have a fun weekend planned, it scares me. Because I know i got about two days of agonizing pain to go through afterwards. Because ladies and gentlemen. Oh God, that's delicious. What is that? That is our compliments. Diet chews up. That's a fucking can drink right there. Cost me 80 cents. So not only is it delicious, it's affordable. Right, Dad? Um, what was I going to say? I love the booze. And uh, this past weekend was no different. Thursday went out, had a couple of beers with a friend. Friday, caught up with some friends, went to Rumors Comedy Club. Did I do that? What did I do Friday? See, I don't even remember the weekends. That's where I'm at these days. You understand? Even They're so fun, but I don't even really remember them. But I met up with my good friends, Risha and Shane. Risha, of course, is OG Patreon. She's Patreon royalty. She was number one. The first. The OG. And, um... Will always, throughout the history of time, even when I am in New York making millions of dollars from this podcast, to when I am back in Winnipeg, uh, a trillionaire, and really getting into politics, to when I have won the election race, and to when I have consolidated power throughout all the municipalities, and to when even the mass executions begin, Risha will be remembered as the first. So it was good to see her, and we shut it down at the Legion. I've been going to the Legion a lot lately. I was at the Legion three days last week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's the only goddamn place with a $4.50 beer. Do you know how hard it is to find a sub $5 beer? You go to other places, and they're like 7 bucks, and I'll get to that. But I had a good time with them. We played shuffleboard. Um, which they have a weird thing there where you ask for the shuffleboard pieces, they take a driver's license. I guess people have been running off with the shuffleboard pieces like they're worth something. 
Let's see if they are actually worth something. Shuffle board pieces for sale. Okay, set. Okay, they're like eighty bucks for a set. Okay, all right. Hey, fair enough. Plus, there's a lot of VLT players there. Oh God, damn it! Sorry. There's a lot of VLT players there, and um, if you go to the Legion, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun until you go back into the VLT room, and then it gets real pathetic. They really need to put a curtain over that side of the room because the vibes in there are brutal. I'm out here playing shuffleboard, having a good time, and then you walk back there, and um, everyone's just quiet and just watching their dreams get flushed down the toilet while some, you know, animated wolf scream, you know, howls at the moon and gives you 10 cents on your $1.25 bet back. It's a pathetic vibe. And, um, and naturally, I played a bunch of VLTs. I lost a ton of money. It was a great time. But anyways, um, so I did that. I went home. I got my, I went to Subway afterwards. I was hammered. I ordered my footlong kick and chicken. The guy doesn't even ask me my toppings anymore. He says, hey, Tyler, how's it going? And he makes me the goddamn sandwich. I'm just like, hey, Raul, do your thing. I trust you. Fuck, what a champion. And then um, Saturday was an interesting night. I could have gone to the cabin, but I had something else lined up, um, which fell through. So all of a sudden, I was caught in limbo. I was caught in no man's land. And um, I decided to have a solo night. I went to the tap room for a beer. And... Um, I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed with myself because I went in there and I was like, hey, are you charging cover already? Because some DJ was performing there. And the security guard was like, yeah, it's 10 bucks. And I was like, oh, okay, I just kind of wanted a beer. He was like, yeah. And I was like, ah, man. Yeah, I was just looking for a beer. And then he was like, ah, just stay to one side and I'll let you know. And um, I was just very happy that I had that ability to uh, skirt by cover charges. I have a very uh, friendly relationships with bouncers. As long as they're not jaded. Jaded bouncers fucking hate me. I'm like, hey, bud, how's it going tonight? He's like, $10 cover, fuck off. Some of those bartenders, they don't like me. But if, if they're looking for a friend, I will be a friend. Some bouncers aren't looking for friends. In fact, there's a famous story. With when I was out drinking with uh, Matt Nightingale and one the old ball coach Ben Walker, and we'd been drinking all night, and we walked by the old Toad, now the tap room, and they've got a little balcony, and um, <laughs> and there's a big lineup, and then coach is like, uh, ball coach is like, oh, don't worry, I'll get us in here right quick. I know this guy, and we're like, oh okay, and then he was like. I forget what his name is, but he was like, hey, uh, uh, Sasha, right? Sasha, Sasha. And the guy's like, no, man, that's not me. 
The bouncer's like, yeah, come on, remember? We went to comedy together. How's it going, man? He's like, you don't even know my fucking name. And then it was just quiet. And then uh, Coach was like, come on. And then it was just silent. And everyone was looking at us. And then me and Nighty were like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. This is embarrassing. Anyways, I butchered this story. This, um... There we go. We're going to reset with some dead air. I'm just going to reset it. I'm just going to take a moment in silence and just reset. Because we're grasping. You understand? We're reaching for the laughs. You don't reach for the laughs. You don't grasp for them. You don't hang on to them. You don't look for them. There's an infinite supply of laughs within you. You just have to let it go. And if nothing comes out that is laugh-related, well, then you just let whatever is just be. But we were sitting on the lawnmower today and we were riffing with ourselves and we were thinking, that'd be good for the podcast. I to put that on the podcast. We just don't think it on the podcast. We just don't the fucking podcast. And then I came home and I had a big list on my phone of ideas that I could talk about. And it just doesn't seem organic doesn't seem off the cuff it doesn't seem fresh it doesn't seem new it doesn't feel real authentic and so we reset Although I got to tell you, anyways, uh, so Saturday was a great night. I went to this outdoor metal show, and I was just walking around by myself and somehow managing to sneak out beers everywhere. It was great. Met a lady at the metal show. I gave her my number. She never called, never texted. Say la vie. Which in Spain, or in Spanish even, translate to fuck her. Um, no, I was hammered. I'm just joking. It was, I was very drunk, and um, I think she was just, uh, you know, taking down my number so as to pacify me so I didn't pull out a lead pipe and bludgeon her. Not that I would have, and I would never would have. I, I don't even know where to get a lead pipe, all right? And the lead pipe I have would never fit in that jacket that I was wearing. <laughs> um but then, through <laughs> halfway through the metal show, I went to uh, the Pyramid uh, Cabaret. Is it the Pyramid Cabaret? The Pyramid Pyramid Cabaret. Legendarily terrible venue. Hosted some of the most famous bands and famous shows that Winnipeg has had to offer. Always been an awful venue. At least in terms of service. And in terms of uh, 
the pricing, in terms of fucking almost everything. And I went in there, there's a $10 cover. There's some very, very poorly attended rave. And in this, at this time, I was, uh, I don't know. I was drunk enough and I was like, this is fun. Just me walking around. This is fun. I'm having new experiences. And so I went to um, this rave. I paid the cover and I got a Bud Light. It cost me fucking seven seventy-five. It was an almost $8 can of beer. You understand? That's why the Legion is great. 450 Pilsner, you get a fucking pint. I'm at this shithole called the Pyramid. I have, I, I, I'm, I'm watching some, you know, there's no one there and I'm holding a Bud Light and I'm already fucking 20 bucks deep. It's just, anyways. Uh, but the rave was cool. People were dancing. The beats were booming. Uh, I talked to some guy who had come from the metal show. And uh, he was into the good shit, the heavy shit. And I think I met a friend. I was like, dude, we should fucking jam sometime, dude. If you like fucking wizard or cough, fucking crowbar, we gotta fucking jam sometime, man. I'm talking down tuned shit. I'm talking sludge shit. Primitive man, body void, fucking hell shit. You know what I'm talking about, bro? And he was like, even though that sounded dumb, he was totally on board. He sounded he like he knew his shit. And um, yeah. And the thing is, he was 20 years old. So for him to have that conversation is completely apropos. I'm 36, and I should be past that, but I'm not. You understand? I'm a 20-year-old at heart. I really am. I have not grown up. I am Leo the Late Bloomer. I don't know if any of you read that book. It was a great book. Leo the Late Bloomer by uh, Robert Krauss. There's one called Leo the Late Bloomer Bakes a Cake. It was a whole series of this. um, Well, let's listen to it a bit. This is Clark's Reading Corner. Leo Bloomed. Leo the Late Bloomer, written by Robert Krauss. Picture. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. Oh, God, you fucking suck. Who read that? Mrs. Clark? Mrs. Clark's reading corner? A, that's your reading voice? You're reading to kids like that? I don't give a fuck what, how old you are. That's going to put them to sleep. You're way too stern. You're not nearly childlike enough. Your pacing's all fucking off. Hey, Mrs. Clark, you fucking suck. I'm going to go to her fucking YouTube channel. This That was bullshit, dude. That was bullshit. If she's reading like this to kids. 43,000 subscribers? She couldn't draw. Are you fucking kidding me? This video has 133,000 views. He was a sloppy eater. You Are you fucking kidding me? And he never said a word. What's the matter with Leo? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. She's doing voice alterations too? Dude, Mrs. Clark, you fucking suck, Nothing. dude. No wonder so comments are turned off. She Leo turned off the comments. Just a late bloomer. Better late than never. Thought Leo's father. 
every day, Leo's father watched him for signs of blooming. Anyways, normally, that's a very nice story about a young uh, tiger who's uh, having a hard time launching and coming into his own and and forming his own identity and um and it seems like he's falling behind and everyone else is getting way further ahead and everyone's looking back at him like what's wrong with you what's wrong with you and at the core the crux of the story is that uh there was nothing wrong with him he's just a late bloomer just a little behind you know and there's nothing wrong with that. Not everyone blooms at the same time. It was a beautiful story that I read as a kid. And I used that story to propel me into fucking years of delinquency and goofing off. I was setting sheds on fire and everyone's like, the fuck's your problem? I'm like, I'm a late bloomer, okay? What's your problem? Tyler, stop masturbating on the gymnasium mats. I'm like, I bloom late. Do you not hear me? Um, and that's what the story, the story normally is. I just want to make sure that I use the word crux right. Crux. The most important or serious part of the matter, problem, or argument. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's what the story is normally about, but Mrs. Clark ruined that for me. And every night, Leo's father watched him for signs of blooming. Are you sure Leo's a bloomer? <laughs> Asked Leo's father. Holy shit. Shut up. God. Anyways. Um, and actually, some of the anima animation, excuse me, um, on Leo the Late Bloomer is a little weird. It's a little creepy. Um, but yeah, Mrs. Clark, you fucking, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that was bad. Maybe she, maybe she improved. That was five years ago. Let's see. Oh, she stopped uploading videos like a year ago. I guess she finally couldn't handle the abuse from the commenters. This read aloud reminded me of one of my own favorite mop tops. Mop Top. Rick called him Moppy because on top he looked like a floppy red mop. You fuck you, Mrs. Clark. That is fucking weak shit. You fucking suck. Hey, Mrs. Clark, I hope you listen to this podcast one day because you fucking suck at reading children's books. This ain't for you. I don't know what your day job is, but it better fucking not be this. This is pathetic. You're terrible. Like, you're bad. <laughs> and you're trying to, you got a YouTube channel, and credit to you, you got 43,500 subscribers. But let me tell you something, Mrs. Clark, it ain't for your fucking reading skills. All right, you're reading classic kids' books. These books are so fucking good. You know, I could read them, you know, with profanities, racial slurs, and threats of violence, and kids would still like it. P 
parents would still like it. Okay, that's how good these books are. Anyone can pick up, pick them up and read them. I'm telling you personally, you should not be reading these books to kids. You ain't got the fucking chops, lady. You fucking suck. So find a new fucking day job or start mining fucking Bitcoin or start a pyramid scheme or start selling your body because reading books to children is not in the cards for you. You ain't got what it takes. I went to New Bothwell Elementary School. All right. My kindergarten teacher was a, a lady by the name of Ms. Duick. That fucking lady knew how to read a book to kids. She read Hop on Pop. She read Go Dog Go. And she read Are You My Mother? And we laughed and we cried and we pulled each other's hair and we fought and we pissed our pants. That's how good she was. And then you come up here on YouTube and you think, hey, I know what is a good passive revenue income stream. I'll start reading these fucking classic kids books. What fucking dipshit kid isn't going to watch the video? And what moron parents aren't going to, you know, no one's going to notice that I suck. But I ain't no fucking kid and I'm no neglectful parent. I'm just a guy, uh, you know overseeing the internet and you know i'm just a guy trying to look for leo the late bloomer i'm an adult male trying to find leo the late bloomer and then you promise me that you're going to read it to me and you bring that fuck you fuck you Moppy didn't care what anybody said about his hair or what they called him. All he wanted was to stay at home and play. Those sound effects were added. I'm done talking to you, Mrs. Clark. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. Mrs. Clark's Reading Corner YouTube channel See she's like a She's like an older lady She's holding a cat Let's see this Whether it's a grouchy ladybug Or someone who changed the world Come visit my reading corner I guarantee you'll find something you'll love Right Penny? I'm going to kill myself with a butter knife. That was so bad. I'm sure she's a sweet lady. I'm sure she is. Maybe she is. Maybe she's not. You ever get the... Oh, God. Shut the fuck up. I got it. You ever get those... Um, I had a grade 7 teacher like that. Her name was Mrs. Teeson. And she was on 700 Huntley Street. I wonder if we can find that. It was Winnipeg Christian Programming. And uh, she was on there. 100 Huntley Street, yeah. 500. I wanted to know who I was, why I was alive, and what the future held for me. You're an asshole, and you're going to die. That's There's your answer. 
Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, she was on some like Winnipeg version of 100 Huntley Street, but I guess it's a big thing because their YouTube channel has over half a million subscribers. That can't be Winnipeg. Um, but anyways, she was on that. So she was, she was like in the Christian um, game scene, missionary TV thing. She was like in showbiz, Christian show business, which is the worst business out of all the businesses. That's the worst one. Um, and I guess she was like a school teacher too. She taught middle, you know, kids. So some people have this like identity, like. Like, they they built it all up, you know? They're like, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm a deacon in my church. I do the 100 Huntley Street shit. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I just, uh, and I'm a teacher. I'm a school teacher in my off time. And on paper, that looks incredible. Everyone's like, wow, she's really got it figured out. She's really crushing life. But then... When she actually do the day-to-day -day grind of dealing with a little dipshit kid like me, um, it, you don't always see her nice side. You assume she's always in there like, Hi, children. How are you? Today we're going to do it. But, you know, when you got me, you know, interrupting her math class, when I, and I'm like, Look at the fucking... Man, did you see Raw last night? The Dudley boys got out their tables... And then she's like, Tyler, could you please hang on a second? I'm talking about the table match last night. And then she was like, Tyler, sit down. We're reading a book right now. I'm like, why don't you sit on this and rotate? And then I'd give her the finger, right? Um, and normally, you know, she would be cool about it. But I had the ability to get under any teacher's skin. Um... I revealed the dark side in people, and teachers were no different. I got to people. Like, I could make Mother Teresa be like, Listen, you little fucker. Shut the fuck up before I cut off your fingers with a scissor. Um, <laughs> I had that ability. I was very good. Very annoying. Um, where some of the teachers liked me. They're like, ah, you lovable knucklehead. <laughs> Come on, quiet down, you... Oh, God, I'm so mad. But they weren't really mad. They liked me. But uh, Miss Thiessen, um, who on paper was just a saint and had life figured out, um, she had these weird eyes where when she was really mad, she would they would bulge out of her head and then she would look at you. She stared at you like like a like one of the children of the damned. And she, it was really freaky, actually. She scared me. I'm not going to lie. She scared me. Miss Thiessen scared me. Yeah. Anyway, um, Mrs. Clark, I don't really get, I kind of get those same vibes from her a little bit. Shut up. Oh, God. I'm closing this YouTube window. That's too much. But if you look at her, um, anyways, I'm not going to rag too much on Mrs. Clark. Mrs. Clark, I'm sure, is fine. But she is a hack. Don't get me wrong, right? She's not producing any new content. Not like this podcast. You understand? This podcast produces new 
and original content. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not Mrs. Clark here. I'm not hopping on the fucking back of Robert Strauss, who wrote this beautiful, Robert Krauss, excuse me, who wrote this beautiful book called Leo the Late Bloomer. Um, and created something. But then you've got, there's a, a ton of leeches of creativity. They're creative leeches. They don't actually create anything. And these people are making millions of dollars. On YouTube, in newspapers, everywhere. They're either critics who are like, well, I don't know if I really like that fucking blah, blah, blah. But it was interesting how he chose the blah, blah, blah. Like film critics who aren't creating anything. Their entire jobs to analyze other people's creations. People on YouTube who are like reacting to shit or commenting on other YouTubers. You know, or making fun of other people, tabloid journalists. They're all just leeches and mosquitoes. Making money and sucking the blood out of the bears and out of the tigers that are actually out there doing shit. And honestly, Mrs. Clark is no different. Listen, lady, we don't need you to read the fucking books to us. Why don't you write a fucking book? Why don't you come up with a kid's story? Read that motherfucker. If I want to read Leo the Late Bloomer, I'll read Leo the Late Bloomer. And if I'm a kid and I want it read to me, hey, mom, dad, put your shit down and come read this fucking book to me. And they're like, well, why don't you just listen to Miss Clark? And that kid would be like, because that bitch is crazy. She sucks at her job, and I want you to do it. And the parents will be like, all right, yeah, maybe. And then their dad, you know, the dad will be like, well, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? You know? God damn it. I thought I heard my neighbor laugh through the whole thing off. But they're not actually creating anything. That's my whole point. Mrs. Clark, you're not creating anything. Ms. Duick, on the other hand, was so incredibly... expressive and into the book. It's like she was bringing the book out of the book. She created the book for us. You understand that? You ain't doing that, Miss Clark. You fucking suck. Awful. But like I said, the future's not over for you, Miss Clark. You don't have to go hang yourself with a necktie in a closet just yet. Why don't you write a fucking book? You're so into kids' books. Go write a book. Write a kid's book. Kid's book. Shit, we could write one right now. Let's write a kid's book right now. Let's do it. It'll be called... uh, Cunty the Crow. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. It's, it's Cunty the Crow. Okay. Well, we need a character. Cunty the Crow, right? Because there's a crow outside my window. Um, and it's calling like it's a little cunty. Ooh, we got alliteration. Right? That's alliteration? When it's like k k k k k k um, Alliteration. Or is that onomatopoeia? Sweet bird sang. Oh, yeah. That's alliteration. Onomatopoeia is um, like splash, pow, cuckoo, sizzle. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, yeah, the Batman shit. Wow. Zap, pop, pow, smash. Excuse me. Okay, so let's write it right now. I'm going to pull up my final draft here. Even though it's not a screenplay. Um, okay. Cunty the Crow. Ah, fuck off. I'll just open pages up. Here we go. Let's get past my rap lyrics. I've got rap lyrics. I'm, I'm releasing a rap album soon. And it's going to be dope. Um, okay. Cunty the Crow. By Tyler Penner. Cunty the Crow. Hated the snow. But it... But it couldn't go. To the warmth. Cunty the crow hated the snow, but it couldn't go to the warmth. Cunty the crow hated the heat. But it took a seat in the cold. No, it doesn't make sense. It took a seat in the fuck. It took a seat. See, I rhymed crow, snow, go, warmth, and crow, heat, seat, cold. All right, well, this book sucks. But anyways, the bottom line is, is that Cunty's a crow, right? And um, pretty much no matter where it goes, it hates where it is and what it's doing. And, and, uh, and, um... And every time it does something, it wants to do something else. Because the bird's on coke, you understand? <laughs> yeah, it should be called Cokey the Crow. Cokey, not cunty. I mean, cokeheads are cunty, but uh, it's Cokey the Crow. It's a cokehead. The crow's a crokehead. <laughs> the crow is a cokehead, and uh, Cokey the Crow... Anyways, the bottom line is, is that, yeah, the crow's a cokehead, and um, it hates everything that it's doing, and it really can't ever be satisfied, 
because everything it wants to do, as soon as it starts doing it, it wants to do something else. You understand? It's never content with what it has. It's never present in the moment, man. And what you gotta do is you gotta just let go and just realize, man, it doesn't matter where you are, cause wherever you are, you're where you're supposed to be, man. Anyways, so that's fucking Koki the Crow. And that's the podcast. That was awful. I had a lot of stuff planned. And um, and it just kind of fell apart on me. And that's okay. You know why? Because the symbolism of 29, um, interpretation can vary. Um, it's a subjective practice. And... Uh, it's not a science, it's a belief system. Um, but who knows, maybe we've made a, pay, a positive impact. Definitely not on Mrs. Clark. We, I'm pretty sure we might have convinced her to um, sit in her running car in her garage for a few hours. I don't know. But Mrs. Clark stopped uploading videos about a year ago. And... Um, Let's shut up. Let's hear most popular video. Polar bear, polar bear, what do you hear? 1.6 million views. And then I her second one is I am Rosa Parks. She's she's just doing this for views. It's incredible. Although these bear books look okay. Let's see what her oldest video is. Snowman at night, read aloud. Tacky the penguin. Uh, who knows? Maybe she's good in person. I don't know. Hey, here's a video of her. Usually she just has like um, pictures of the book, but now she's going to read Little Piggy in person. Let's see. Maybe she can bring it. Today we're going to read about this little piggy. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed at home. I just, um, I don't know. I've seen better. I've seen better, Mrs. Clark. Um, Yeah. I can't wait till I have kids. I'm going to go to my kids' like kindergarten classes just to vet them. You know, I'm just going to sit in the back. I'm going to ask them, can I just sit in the back and just like see what you're teaching my kids, see how you're teaching my kid? I'm not saying I know how to do it, but I know I can, you know, judge quality. I know what a good teacher is and I know what a bad one is because I've been a student. So I can be at the back and be like, hey, yeah, Miss Clark. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks shit, dude. I don't care. Step it up. Do something. But my kid ain't buying that. I'm not buying it. No one in this classroom is fucking buying your shit. So you need to do something. Work on your game. Step it up. I know it's February. Dog days of winter. Fine. It's been a long year. You still got a lot left. Fine. But this is not fucking cutting in. You call this a reading corner? All right. 
I saw you read Green Eggs and Ham. You fucking mailed that shit in. That's, you know? Do you want to do this or not? Because you have to be obsessed, right? You have to be obsessed with it. You have to dedicate yourself to the craft. You have to be willing to fail. And I don't think you're willing to fail because I'm telling you you're fucking failing now and you're giving me those puppy dog eyes like you can't believe that I'm telling you this. You can't believe that someone would say that you're not good at what you do, Mrs. Clark. Well, guess what? I don't give a fuck about your frail sensitivities. I'm here to tell you, you fucking suck. You're bad at it. And my kid knows you're bad at it. And these other dipshit kids, they all know you're bad at it. They're not going to say anything. But that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you that this is boring. All right? These kids just had fucking nap time. And three of them have yawned within the first eight pages of this book. All right? And we're not reading some shit book. We're reading Go Dog Go. Do you know Go Dog Go? Have you ever read this before? It sounds like you're reading it for the first fucking time. It's insane. Do you know Go Dog Go? Go Dog Go is a story of a bunch of dogs who are on their way to a party. There's a giant party in a tree with a bunch of dogs. And guess how they get there? They drive, they all drive cars. They drive a bunch of cars to the party. And on their way, they find a house. They, they all sleep. All the dogs in the room fall asleep in the same room. And then they get out and they're all just cruising down the road to this big tree. And then they get to the big tree and they have a giant fucking party in the tree, just the dogs. You know how bad of a reader you have to be to make any kid not pay attention to that story? As a five and six year old, a bunch of dogs in cars driving on their way to a party in a tree, that's as good as it gets. There's nothing better than that. Nothing can top that. A dog party in a tree and all our cars are parked outside? That's incredible. The dogs are wearing hats and glasses and little driving scarves and they're racing. That was the greatest children's book of all time. Go dog go. And I'm watching you on page eight of this legendary story. I'm looking around the room and half these kids' eyes are glassed over. All right? That, that, kid's, that kid's head is in his knees. That little girl's eyes are rolling back into her head. She's ready for more nap time. During Go Dog Go. You know how fucking bad you have to be, Mrs. Clark? That's like you went to see Die Hard on the uh, opening night and you're falling asleep during Die Hard. You'd be like, well, something's wrong with, there's, there's a problem here. Because Die Hard rules and this person saw it on opening night, something's wrong. It's the middle pan. There's carbon monoxide in the theater. And that's on you, Mrs. Clark. So step the fuck up, or I'm going to take that book from you, and I'll kick your ass to zero. You can go out and back and have a cigarette, and I'll, I'll give these kids the go-dog-go experience that they deserve and that that book deserves. Don't fuck with me, Mrs. Clark. I will fucking kill you. Anyways, um, that'll be the podcast for today. 
A big shout out to, oh baby, Shepherd's Pie. Man, I had a Shepherd's Pie last night. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, just one of the all-time great food things. Let's ask it the question. Hey, chatbot. Um, who invented Shepherd's Pie? Shepherd's Pie is a traditional British dish that has been around for many years. Exact origins not known. Way to use leftover roasted meat. It's a meat pie. 18th century. In the late 19th century. Anyways, that was useless. But, man, it was good. Just a bunch of ground beef and then some normal vegetables. Nothing crazy. Nothing, you know, Asian. Oh, God. Too much Asian fusion. Too much fusion in general happening. All right? We need diffusion. That's what we need. That's what I'm going to create my call diffusion. Keep the fucking foods separate. Keep the, the cultures and the cuisines separate. Segregation. We need culinary segregation. It's too fused. Everyone's fusing shit. No. Ground beef, English. It was an English cow. Peas, carrots, corn, all English staples. Mashed potatoes, product of Ireland. All right? Nothing Asian in there. Not even salt, not even pepper. You understand? Keep them separate. Keep them separate. I'm just kidding. The day before yesterday, I had a stir-fry. Kung Pao and his beef sauce from, what is it called? Why something? Anyways, it was a stir-fry. And let me tell you. <laughs> but again, that was all Asian. I got the frozen vegetables, Asian mix. The beef, I'm sure, was Asian. And, um, you know, the sauce was Asian. And so, you know... Not, not a lot of fusion shit. It was just... It was all Asian. It's all or nothing for me. I don't like mixing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, anyways. I think my neighbors can hear me, man. And they're going to file some complaints. <sighs> anyways. um, Also... Shout out to oh, shout out to Future's song, a song by uh, Future, entitled um, "I Serve the Bass." God damn, is that a good song? It's very old, but um, I just heard it for the first time the other day. See, when I'm on the lawnmower, I switch between listening to nothing. And today I had a very productive, funny, I was laughing to myself, I was thinking about podcast shit, I was thinking about bits that I could do, I was thinking about funny shit in general, it was a great time, and then over the course of about 20 minutes, it it um, devolved into a vicious argument with my parents and with my brother. I think I was thinking about the comedy, and then doing the comedy on stage and then realizing that I've got a comedy show coming up maybe I could do this material there 
and then thinking about the whether or not my mom and brother are going to be there. They said they would. Maybe they won't. Blah, blah, blah. What would be my reaction? What would be their reaction? I know what their reaction is going to be. What would my reaction to that reaction be? What would their reaction to that reaction going to be? And after a series of reactions, eventually I'm telling them, hey, you know what? Fuck you and fuck the horse you rode in. And now I'm just arguing with them for for an hour on a lawnmower. And then Sean, my, the guy I mow with, he comes over. Hey, man. I'm like, yeah, what? And he's like, uh, you want to go from break? I'm like, fine, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, oh, okay. But then I come to and I realize, oh, yeah, no, that argument didn't happen. You don't, you, you really don't have to be mad about anything right now. Your, your brother didn't do anything different. Your mom didn't do anything different. They're the same people. Only you have changed. And maybe I was just hangry because as soon as I ate that bacon egg muffin, I was in love with the world. Everything is right. Everything in its right place. Do, 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 do. Anywho, um... And last but not least, but shout out to Futures I Serve the Bass. I switch between that and then I go and I put on his tunes. And, and I got to tell you, I'm so productive. When that tune comes on, thinking about my shit, you know, thinking about my material. I'm mowing lawns at a lightning play, pace. I'm, uh, you know, thinking about riding a motherfucking G-Wagon. Some motherfucking ice on my wrist. Diamond's dancing up in this bitch. Shit. <laughs> Raph Simmons. What is Raph Simmons? <laughs> I'm so fucking lame. Raph Simmons. Raph Simmons. Oh, don't step on my Raph Simmons. Oh, what the fuck? It's the ugliest shoe of all time. Why is everyone rapping about these? It's the ugliest shoe of all time, dude. These shoes are so bad. You know what I secretly suspect? And I don't know, maybe this is a clearer... I mean, Raph Simmons are so bad. They look like a Brooks mixed with like an L.A. gear. I wonder how much they are. How much do they cost? No, Raph Simmons all... Um, for sale. There we go. Um, okay, yeah, he's his is like expensive shit. Like, there's like a shirt. It's like a striped shirt. It's like a striped sweater, and it's four hundred fifty-four bucks, marked down from eleven hundred. It's just like, hey, it's it's Raph Simmons, and so it's very expensive. Um, what was I going to say, though? I have a theory that, like, you know, sometimes uh, a guy who has money but wants to make more money will start a clothing line or something of some dog shit, cheap shit, and then will just use a chunk of that money to pay some really cool rapper who's in the hip no to be like hey i need you to wear these shoes and rap about them and then he'll put on some pair of dog shit be like yeah these are cool now i love my like let's say my name was like uh 
some one of those stupid fucking fashion high fashion names like Boyko Wong. These are my Boyko Wongs. Got my Boyko Wongs. And then everyone's like, man, I, I, man, I gotta get me some Boyko Wongs. And then everybody floods there, like, yo, I got them Boykos. I got them Boykos. Check my Boyko Wong drip. And then everyone goes to the store and is like, where them Boykos at? Where them Boykos at? And then you get people being like, yeah, dude, I gotta get some Boykos. Where them Boykos at? Boyko Wong. This is my Boyko Wong. I got Boyko. I got Boyko. This is my Boyko Wong. And it goes, and then Boyko Wong ends up making millions of dollars. You know what? Patreon exclusive. We're going to start a clothing line called Boyko Wong. <laughs> and we're going to make fucking millions. Dude, let's do it. Yeah, we're going to start that Boyko Wongs. Boyko. Boyko Wong. Oh, there's Bosco Wong. He's an actor. Oh, fuck. Boyko Wang. Boyko Wang. These are my Boyko Wangs. These are my Boyko Wangs. Same shit. Anyway, so we're going to start a clothing line now. Now we got a Patreon project. I'm actually going to try to get this thing off the... Uh, off the... Um... I'm not giving up on Boyko Wong. Boyko Wong, I can do that. We'll have to... Hell yeah. Anyways, sorry. I'm just thinking about my clothing line now. Um, anyway, shout out to Future. And last but not least, shout out to... Shout out to my boy Shane. Shane is Risha. Queen Risha. It's Queen Risha's um, live-in partner slash boyfriend slash... Uh, uh, well, they've got a bit of a worker and parasite relationship going on. <laughs> Kidding. Um, uh, Shane is the man. He's he's a good guy, a good hang. He's just a great hang. One of these guys you can drink a beer with, and he will take. Um, as soon as you drop the conversation a little bit, as soon as you're like lulling and you're like, ah, I just want to sit back and relax. I don't want to talk so much. Shane will take over, and he will say shit until you uh, have shit to say in return. And he's good like that. It's a very important quality. And not only he's not just saying shit, he's saying entertaining, interesting shit. And then when you say something, he'll actually think about it and will respond to what you said instead of just saying what he planned to say the whole time. Very good conversationalist, that young man. And super smart man. He wants them. I went to school with him for philosophy. He won a bunch of essay contests. The dude is smart. He's smart and he can throw back the pilsners. And I've always liked that about him and Risha, who are a fantastic couple. It makes a part of the podcast. Um, I bought a sandwich. But I think I'm going to order a burger. And I'll say the sandwich tomorrow for lunch. 
That way I won't have to get uh, something from... I, I can have that for lunch tomorrow. And then I'll have the burger and the fries and the poutine and the chicken burger and the two hot dogs today. And that'll, that'll even out. Episode 29. We're still feeling it out. Still testing out the waters. But we've come a long way. God damn it. We've come a long way. We're doing okay. You've come a long way. You guys have come a long way. Um, oh, yeah. No, you used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> Remember episode one? My listeners sucked. You fucking couldn't do anything. You guys are just sitting there like... Ugh. But now, look at you. You're great. You're listening to the podcast. You know what to do. And you're ready to kill. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I love you. I love you. You know that, right? As long as you know that. Just making sure. Just making sure you know that I love you. And that I will see you in hell.